Welcome to a new episode of the Apostolic and Prophetic Podcast. Today is January the 1st of the new year and I hope you had a good start into the new year yesterday. I would like to say a few words about God's plan for the next year, I mean for this year, for 2024. There are also, if you Google online, uh, some prophecies about 2024. And uh, there are also websites where you can find people or very well-known prophets who put their prophecies there. And most of the time, these prophecies uh, for the new year are so general and so uh, interchangeable <laughs> that you can take basically prophecies from all years in the past and replace them with the ones uh, you find now. And and this is not uh, how to say, uh, it's not the case that God is never giving, let's say, a general prophecy. But if you read the Bible, God often is very specific. And God has a very specific plan. And before you go to other people to get some prophecy for the new year, yes, uh, that turns out to be false at the end. Yes, also before this happened with Russia, people were trying to give prophecies and prophetic words and, and saying the Lord is saying uh, how to say in, in such a way that uh, it doesn't matter how it will turn out at the end. Uh, you can say, yeah, I, I told you, I knew it. Um, because you're not really saying uh, how it will be, but uh, you are keeping it in such a general way uh, that actually uh, it's obvious that people who say these kind of things, uh, sorry to say this, but they are false prophets. And with this, I don't mean that you always 100% right. Sometimes also I was thinking I heard God and at the end it turned out that it was not God. And that's why it's also so important that you write down when you get a word from God or when you have a prophetic impression or a prophetic word that you can look back in time maybe a few years from now or a few months from now and to check uh, also yourself. Did I hear correctly? Was this what I was hearing, what I thought it was God? Was it really God? Uh, because uh, we should not be misled and also we should be open, especially to correct ourselves and, um, and also to go to God by yourself, not to trust that other people will give you a prophetic word. Yes, God can confirm with a prophetic word what he has already put in you. And this is often what a prophetic word on a personal level is doing. It confirms something what is already there in you. And maybe you were not able to put it in words. Maybe you just had this kind of feeling, this you could say gut feeling, and you were not sure. And then the prophet or the prophetic word Uh, makes it clear and you understand aha that's that's the thing that's why I was that's actually the impression I had but I couldn't uh, put it into the correct words 
okay, so also for real prophecy, you have a confirmation in your spirit uh, that it is the truth. And uh, no matter how troubling it is or it might be, you have this kind of peace, this supernatural peace and this confirmation in your spirit. Because if you belong to Jesus, you have the spirit of God, you have the spirit of truth. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He cannot confirm a lie. He cannot confirm with, you could say, his peace. Yes, Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not like the world gives you. So basically the supernatural peace of God uh, will give you the confirmation inside, in your spirit, that if uh, a word is from God or not. Okay, but let's start and have a look at the new year. What are your plans for the new year? I mean, the new year starts for everyone uh, at a different time. You could say uh, you have uh, among the Kurdish people, and I think in Iran, they, they celebrate this Nowruz. Uh, they celebrate this at another time. I am, I'm not really sure actually when they celebrate this, but it's it's at another time. Also, the Jewish New Year, you could say the, the, the God of the Bible, he is the God of Israel. He's not a Jewish God, but... Uh, he, uh, if there is a calendar, you could say uh, God is sticking to, it's uh, probably not our calendar, but it's the calendar of the Bible, of the Word of God. And the Jewish New Year started already in September last year, end of September. And usually it's always around September, beginning of September, middle or end of September. Then you have Rosh Hashanah. And we could see that also things changed after this, spiritually. I mean, uh, the attack of uh, Hamas uh, against Israel uh, happened also after this new year. But let's not go into this. No matter uh, when you, let's say, celebrate the start of the new year, if you choose the Jewish new year, or if you uh, take the first January to start the new year, Important is always to go to God and to ask God for his plan. Because sometimes, if you're also looking back into the last year, maybe you're thankful for a lot of things. Maybe there are also some things where you are not so happy about that you were thinking uh, things should, should have been different and uh, they turned out differently than you planned uh, them. And sometimes it is because we are making plans on our own. We are sometimes making plans without God. And because God, he has a plan. It's not like this that God has to think about what, what he wants to do in 2024. He knows it already. It's already planned. It's already there. And the only thing what we need to do is to go to God, to ask him that he opens our eyes, that we understand his plan, that we can walk in his prepared ways. Because then you can expect him to be with you. Even in times of trial and trouble, he will be with you in his prepared plans. In your own ways, you cannot expect God to be with you. Okay. But let's have a look at the word of God. And there are a few um, scriptures about planning. And the first is in Exodus in chapter 25, 
verse 9 and 40. And there God is giving to Moses the instruction to build the tabernacle or the tent of meeting also. And uh, let's read uh, these verses. According to all that I show you, that is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. And in verse 40 of the same chapter, and see to it that you make them according to the pattern which was shown you on the mountain. And the word pattern here, uh, this Hebrew word has several meanings. What is translated here with pattern can also mean plan, construction, uh, model, or pattern. So basically, God had a plan of how the tabernacle should look like, what kind of material, if you read the chapters carefully, what kind of material uh, Moses was supposed to take, um, how to make uh, the instruments uh, that were needed for the tabernacle, um, everything he described in detail, what material and how it should be made, uh, the measurements, how, how big, how uh, wide, how, um, and so on. So everything is described there. And the thing is, this is also, God has a plan actually for everything. And the goal of, uh, you could say, the goal of this was, I mean, why he was saying for Moses that he should do it exactly according to the plan and pattern. Because God wanted to dwell in the midst of the people of Israel. He wanted that this place would be filled with his glory, with his presence. And if you remember, uh, he was also then coming later when the uh, tabernacle was made. Uh, he was uh, during the day with the cloud uh, over it and during the night with the pillar of fire. And when the cloud was starting to move, the children of Israel were supposed to move with the cloud. And when the cloud or the pillar of fire was settling, then uh, the people of Israel were supposed to rest. So they were always supposed to be in God's presence and to move with him, to move when he moves. And this is the thing, that if we want God's glory, God's favor, God's mercy, God's intervention in our life, we need to do things according to his planning not according to our own plan, not according to the pattern and plan of the world. And this is the thing that most of the times uh, you could say Christians live a double life. The, what I mean with the double life, you are going to church and in church everyone acts holy and um, righteous. But in reality, uh, most of the decisions people Uh, uh, take on their own without even asking God and living like anybody else, buying their cars on debt without asking, should we do this? Um, buying a house and financing it also with debt uh, by the bank, not asking God, uh, should we do this or should we not do this? And so on and so forth. So I'm not saying that everything what people are doing in the world is bad, But the thing is, we should always go to God because otherwise we cannot complain if things are going wrong or in a different way than we uh, think or planned. 
Okay, but let's continue. Also, you could might say, uh, let's continue also to um, uh, with this uh, in the Old Testament and then we look on, uh, to a scripture in the New Testament because you might say also, okay, ah, this is in the Old Testament, um, uh, but we are living in the New Covenant. How is it now? Okay, or maybe let's right away jump to the New Testament and then we go again to the Old Testament. So uh, if you go to the Gospel of John in chapter 1, in verse 14 it is written, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. So we all know the scripture, but what it means actually, the word which is spiritual, which is Jesus himself and through him everything was made, yes, became flesh. In other words, it became visible to uh, human beings, to the ordinary, you could say, uh, eye of humans, not to uh, to the spiritual people but visible to everyone to see to touch so actually it manifested itself and this uh, you could say the the result of this is that it's uh, we saw his glory and and this is amazing and also uh, if you continue the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of gra grace and truth and grace means undeserved favor, undeserved blessing, undeserved mercy. This means grace. So if you want to have grace in your life, undeserved favor, undeserved blessings that God has in store because Jesus paid the price for it and you want to have God's glory in your life and in the things you do in your workplace, in your family, your ministry, whatever it is, then you need the word to be manifested in your life. You could say the word needs to become flesh if you want to say it in the old school uh, English. <laughs> but the word the, needs to manifest itself in your life. And, and what it means, God's plan needs to be manifested in your life life and for this actually we need to go to God to get his, his plan his plan means also to get his word for our situation because uh, then God can move in your life okay let's have a look go back to um, the old testament to first chronicles chapter 28 and there are a few verses uh, when david uh, how to say when david was old he was giving all the plans for the house of God, which was to be built in Jerusalem to his son, Solomon. Uh, Solomon. And he, um, how to say, was old and God was not allowing him to build the temple. You know this story. But let's look at these verses. Verse 11. Then David gave his son, Solomon, the plans for the vestibule, its houses, its treasuries, its upper chambers, its inner chambers, and the place of the mercy seat, and the plans for all that he had by the spirit of the courts of the house of the Lord, 
of all the chambers all around of the treasuries of the house of God and of the treasuries for the dedicated things. Okay, and if you go to verse 18, and refined gold by weight for the altar of incense and for the construction of the chariot that is the gold cherubim that spread their wings and overshadowed the ark of the covenant of the Lord. All this said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the works of these plans. This was verse 19, sorry, 18 and 19. So he was saying, David was saying, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the works of these plants. So David was not thinking, uh, how to say, coming up with his own plan for the temple and saying, okay, good, the tabernacle looked like this, so maybe let's do it a little bit similar. Um, let's just copy it. Yes. No, he was Uh, going to God, you could say, and because it was his desire to build a house for God. And then God said, no, you should not do it. But because you have too much blood on your hands, your son shall build a house. But still, God gave him the plan for it. And this is amazing because this is also important for us. If you want to know God's plan, you need to have a small book also where you can write down what God is telling you when you pray and not just to pray and say, okay, God, please tell me your plan for the next year or for this and that situation. But also you need to have a small book where you can write down things and then you can even pray that the hand of the Lord will come upon you, that he will reveal it to you and show it to you. You sit down and you write down the things God is showing you and you can even structure it by category. For example, your uh, children, your marriage, your work, your ministry. And the important thing is because God doesn't want us to copy from other people because he has his own plan for you. He has his own plan for every one of us and his plan is different for every one of us. That's why you cannot also copy a ministry of another person. And this is often what happens in the church. People take the revelation another person has another pastor whatsoever and they copy it and try to use it in their own sermons in their own preachings and there's nothing wrong by learning from others and taking a revelation from another person and implementing it in your life but you cannot copy the ministry of another person for example it will not work you won't be successful you have to go by yourself to God and this was also the job of the priests because the Bible is saying that we are priests and kings. So the priest was going to the tent of meeting or later to the temple and first ministering to the Lord, receiving from the Lord and then what he received, you could say the fresh word, the fresh anointing, he was going out to the people and then ministering to the people. So um Anyway, what I want to say is go to God and ask God for his plans and write it down. Write it down. And if you're not clear, sometimes it's not coming immediately. And I think 
all this, what was, you could say, given for the temple, David probably didn't receive this in one day. Maybe it was over the course of a few weeks or maybe even over the course of a few months when he was praying. We don't know. Maybe it was also one weekend. We don't know this. But uh, this is so detailed and sometimes maybe he was not sure and he was then praying again. We also don't know how David exactly did this. But you can also do this. We can also do this. And then you will see that God's glory like in the like it is written in the gospel of john and god's grace and god's truth will be in it and then we can also expect that the plans are succeeding even we have to go through some trials and challenges because they are from god and everything what is from god will overcome the world everything what is from god will be victorious and will have an impact in eternity but also here okay but let's look uh, at a few more scriptures why it is so important to follow God's plan and if we go to Isaiah chapter 30 from verse 1 there it is written woe to the rebellious children says the Lord who take counsel but not of me and who devise plans but not of my spirit that they may add sin to sin, who walk to go down to Egypt and have not asked my advice, to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. And verse 3, Therefore the strength of Pharaoh shall be your shame, and the trust in the shadow of Egypt shall be your humiliation. Okay, Let's stop here. So here is also an important message for us. So God actually wants us to go to him and to take counsel from him and to do plans with the Holy Spirit or to, you could say, walk in the prepared plans and ways that uh, of God that just the Holy Spirit can reveal to you. Because this is what people sometimes do. They trust in Egypt. And Egypt symbolically here stands for the flesh. Stands for the old uh, human nature, the sinful nature. Stands for your own strength. Stands for the world. You could say the council of the world. And, and people, why people trust actually uh, to solve their problems in the world. And not in God. And this is exactly what God is uh, uh, saying here. He's, give, he's giving a warning. He's saying it will be not good with you. He's not saying blessed is the one who is doing this. But he's saying woe to the rebellious children. And uh, the end is um, shame and humiliation. And this is uh, in verse 3. Therefore the strength of Pharaoh shall be your shame and trust in the shadow of Egypt shall be your humiliation. God doesn't want you to be humiliated and to be put to shame. He wants that you experience his glory, his presence, his intervention, his grace, his blessing in your circumstances, in your family, in your business, in your ministry, whatever you do in your health situation, um, in 2024 
But for this is the condition that you go to God and that you make plans together with the Holy Spirit. And I was also then praying and asking God also if he has a word also what will be in the world and what is going on there. And usually I uh, in the past I got something, but this time actually I, I didn't see anything. Maybe God will show uh, later. But the, the, the thing what I got was that it doesn't matter what happens in the world if you are right with God. It doesn't matter what happens in the world if you are strong with God or strong in God. And of course, things matter that happen in the world. Also, inflation, for example, was affecting people who are believers. Yes. Also, if you are living in Ukraine and there is war, it's affecting you. But the most important thing what you need to know is not where will be the next war or where will be the next disaster striking. The most important thing is to know uh, that you know God's individual plan for you, for your life, that you know what is next, that you are in God's plan, that you are strong with God, that you have a strong relationship with God, that you are uh, and actually as a result of this you will be at the right place at the right time and you will be prepared for whatever is coming and needed. So there is no need for looking to a sensationalist uh, prophetic word for 2024, but there is a need for sitting down with a pen and a, a small notebook and to go to God and say, God, here I am. Show me your plan and your will for this year. And with this, I will finish with the last scripture. And it's in Ephesians, in chapter 2, in verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God has already prepared everything for you in 2024, for you and your family. And the only thing what we need to do is to go to God, to ask him to open our eyes, to speak to our hearts, to confirm his plan to us, to show his prepared ways for us. And believe me, if you do it, if you come in faith to him, he will do it and you will see God's glory God's intervention, God's grace in your life, in the things you are doing this year. So may God bless you and may you have a, a great year 2024 with God's help and in God's plans. And if this podcast is speaking to you, please share it with your friends, share it in your church or home group uh, that also others can be blessed by this and hear you next time. Shalom. Amen.